We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. You see, we're talking about the life and the power of words. Now, the life that is in the Word of God can be spoken. It's spoken out and it creates after its kind. I want us to read from Romans, the 8th chapter, verse 1 and 2. Maybe more. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Now, we need to take this second verse and look into it because Paul says the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. There is spirit life in Christ Jesus. Now, Jesus said of the words that he spoke, he said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So there is spirit life in the word of God. Paul talks about a law of the spirit of life that's in Christ Jesus, are in Jesus, the Word of God. And he goes on to say in verse 3, that what the law could not do and that was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. In other words, because the law didn't have any power in it to help them do what the Word said for them to do. The law said do it, but there was no power in the Word to help them do it. But the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death because there is power in the word of God to cause us to do it. (laughs) Now, there was some power in the words that God said even in the Old Testament because we know that he told Joshua, don't let the word depart out of your mouth and meditate therein that thou mayest observe to do it. But you see, here we have a new covenant. He said that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 16, verse 23. The heart of the wise teacheth his mouth and addeth learning to his lips. Now what does that, the heart of the wise? Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Now see, we're talking about life in words. Here, he says that pleasant words are sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Now, you know, if I had any kind of bone disease, I'd start confessing the Word of God, especially reading what Proverbs says about it. It's health, medicine to the bones. Now, let's take a verse here over in chapter 17, 22. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. Now, here you have... Two exact options, you see. Here you have a scripture that tells you that pleasant words are health to the bones and a broken spirit drieth the bones. Now, I don't know a whole lot about it, but I had an individual tell me one time that should know about the medical profession, said that some kinds of bone cancer was caused by dry bones. I mean, that's essentially what it did, dried up your bones. Now, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit will drive the bones. When the spirit is broken, then it causes deterioration in the bones. 
Now, you follow that. Go, let's follow that just a little bit here. See, we're talking about something that can be spoken. Life is a language that can be spoken because the Word of God is filled with life. Proverbs 14, 30. A sound heart is the life of the flesh, but envy is a rottenness to the bones. Now, see, we can add from these scriptures here, not only can we say that life is a language that can be spoken, but we can also say death is the language that can be spoken. We could say it this way. Sickness is the language that can be spoken. Are you speaking sickness? Are you speaking death? Are you speaking life? Now, these are profound things that are being given us from the Word of God. A sound heart is the life of the flesh. Now, see, the Bible tells us that the life of the flesh is in the blood. And the sound heart is the life of the flesh, but envy is a rottenness to the bones. Well, let's just carry it a little further. Go with me to the 15th chapter and verse 30. The light of the eye rejoiceth the heart, and a good report maketh the bones fat. Now, don't get excited about that. It's not talking about being fat bones as we know fat bones. When they said fat in the old covenant here, they're talking about healthy. So the light of the eye rejoiceth the heart, and a good report maketh the bones fat. So you see, God has given us some things in His Word that actually can produce life in us. It can produce health. Verse 23, right there in the 15th chapter, says, A man hath joy by the answer of his mouth. In a word spoken in due season, how good it is. So if it's joy you want, check up on the words that you've been speaking. If you don't have joy, see what you've been saying. You have joy by the words of your mouth or by the answer of your mouth. Proverbs, the 18th chapter. Let's notice here in verse 7, A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are a snare to his soul. A fool's mouth is his destruction. Now, you see the words that's spoken. See, that's what we're talking about. That words are living, they have life in them. A fool's mouth speaks life to the destruction of his soul, you see. His lips are a snare to his soul. Coming down to verse 14 now. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear? Now, let's read that again. The spirit of a man, see the human spirit, will sustain his infirmity. Now, the Hebrew says it this way. Will hold in or hold off his infirmity. Now, you need to get a hold of that. It'll either hold it in or it'll hold it off. See, if you're talking sickness, it'll hold your sickness in. It'll hold it on you, in other words. The human spirit will do that. See, it'll be satisfied. The Bible says it'll be satisfied with fruit of your mouth. The human spirit will be satisfied with what you speak. Whether it's right or wrong, it receives it. And when we talk about the spirit, we're referring to the heart of man. It's like planting a seed. You know, Saul does not decide whether the seed is right or wrong that you planted in it. Its job is just to produce it. So the things you're saying, the language you're speaking, you're either speaking life, you're speaking sickness, you're speaking disease, poverty, death, whatever. You're speaking a language. 
Life is a language you speak. Death is a language you can speak. As you'll see as we get on down here in the latter part of this. But now let's take a look at this. The spirit of the human spirit will sustain the infirmity. It'll hold it off or it'll hold it in. If you're saying, well, I'll tell you, it just looks like that this arthritis just getting worse. I guess I'll be in a wheelchair till the day I die. Your spirit will hold that in. See, your words is speaking sickness. If you're saying, blessed be God, I'm redeemed from the curse. I'm delivered from the authority of darkness. And I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus and proclaim the word of God. And I don't care what else you do. Take your medicine, go to doctor, whatever. But believe God as you get healed. And the human spirit will work in every way it can. The heart will bring the things to your remembrance to cause you to have faith and to live. And to be healthy. Now back up here to verse 4. I think this fits here better. It says, The words of a man's mouth are as deep waters, and a wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. The words of a man's mouth are as deep waters. In other words, you have to draw it out. See, that life is in there. It can be spoken. It's a language that can be spoken. You have to draw it out. And the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. Now, follow it right on down to verse 20. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. Now, when in the Old Testament here, it speaks of the belly. If you'll search it out, I think you'll find it's referring to the human spirit. In fact, in the Proverbs 20, 27 there, it says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of his belly. In other words... The Spirit is the light that God uses to enlighten you inside. So he's not talking about the stomach at all. He's talking about the human spirit, really. Man's spirit shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, just the same as the soil in your garden will be satisfied with whatever seed you plant in. Now, I know that some of you have had a garden or flower garden or vegetable garden of some kind. Some of you may have been farmers. You never did plant a seed, and that soil started screaming, We're not going to raise the tomatoes. We're going to raise bananas. <laughs> it just doesn't do that. I mean, the soil is satisfied with whatever you plant in it. Mark, the fourth chapter, the parable of the sower establishes a very pertinent fact about the soil. The soil is the heart of man. The sower soweth the word, and he sows it in the soil. Now, here he tells you that a man's belly, or his spirit, or his heart, shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. And with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Now, you're going to be filled with what you're continually speaking out of your mouth. Now, that's why I kind of gave this a subtitle, that life is a language that can be spoken. Now, that's what I want to emphasize, that life is a language that can be spoken. It'll produce life for you. But the opposite end of that truth is that death is also a language that can be spoken. And it bears it out right here in verse 21. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our offer this week is book offer number 7506, entitled Changing the Scene and Shaping the Unseen. 57-page paperback for $7 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $10. It's important to learn to look at the unseen. 
When we look at the unseen, we're looking at the promises of God. All the promises of God, the Apostle Paul said, are yes and amen. In other words, God's already said yes to everything he's given you. And you should be saying, so be it, so be it. Thank God it's mine. I have given. It's given unto me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. I sow bountifully. I reap bountifully. My God has made all grace abound toward me that having all sufficiency of all things, I do abound to every good work. There is no lack, for the Lord is my shepherd, and I do not want. This is the way you look at the unseen. You speak the word until you see yourself with it, till you see it manifest in your life. Now, chapter 2 in this book is called Faith is Unseen. Faith is a spiritual force. You can't see it. You can't handle it with your hands. It is an unseen force. It comes from the Word of God. Paul said, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing, and hearing the Word of God. Now, that's the St. Charles translation. I said it a little different. But faith comes by hearing the Word of God over and over and over again. It gets on the inside of you. It becomes a spiritual force that will change the things that you see. Faith is the substance of things. What things? The things that God has given us. God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. You have to learn to look at what God has given us, not what you have. Offer number 7506 for $7 plus $3 postage and handling, total of $10. We'll have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Kelch reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.